the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, and we have in the office here, studio, Nam fan of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. You're going to use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And the certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Uh, check them out. They have both the uh, spray tan and the regular tanning beds. Uh, also, I want to make a, a little mention here for how cool was it the uh, Napa Jazz Getaway. Uh, go to their Facebook posts, and uh, you'll see all the various artists who played there. It was a very, very cool time. Uh, today's trivia theme is Famous Lines in the Movie. Um, so, Nam, let, let's kind of just start off as, you know, we've been talking about in the past the Pacific Private Money Fund. Why does the fund exist? You know, great question, Edward. And uh, hello to the listeners, and congratulations to the Golden State Warriors who won this week the championship. That was great. Excellent. Big mm-hmm. uh, parade in the city earlier in the week. Um, so, great question. So, why are investors, why does the Pacific Private Money Fund exist? Uh, investors are starving for higher yields. I mean, we uh, every week we have people calling in or emailing us into our company uh, asking what our return is. They've heard about us uh, on the radio. They've heard of um, seen us online, and they're they're hearing about uh, high returns. Um, and we ask them, well, what kind of returns are you getting right now? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, it's really low single-digit uh, returns, like 1% or less, mm-hmm. in, in um, their current investments. Uh, when they hear that our returns are seven and a half to eight percent, they're they're surprised. And okay, I want to repeat that: seven and a half to eight percent. Correct. Okay. Correct. Historically, uh, since the fund's uh, existence, it's been around eight percent. So, mm-hmm. uh, higher yields, uh, and so traditional investments just aren't providing the returns investors are looking for. Okay, so when I first hear seven and a half to eight percent, my my ears percolate a little bit, and I and the first thing I think of is, oh, this, this, it's got to be risky. You know, I suppose it's all relative. Um, you know, the asset that uh, or collateral um, that's backing these investments is real estate, um, Bay mm-hmm. Area real estate, and it's at uh, conservative values or that we're loaning to. Or yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not doing ninety percent loan to values, are you? No, as a company, we do up to seventy percent. So okay. there's a lot of equity, and borrower has to come in with some quote skin in the game. Okay. Typically, thirty percent at a minimum. Uh, the fund itself has a much lower loan to value. It's more like 54, 55%. Okay. You know, one of the other things, because I do obviously know a little bit about the funds, since I am an investor. In <laughs> fact, the last uh, dividend or distribution I got uh, this last month was uh, close to 8%, actually. So that, that was that was very, very, I was very happy. Um, the interesting thing is that with the fund uh, being, let's say, or doing loans at 70% loan to value, 
I think one of the big benefits is the fact that because you're doing short-term loans, even if there's a, a uh, correction in the real estate market, you're really not going to be that affected because it's not like you're doing 20-year loans on average. Correct. So a couple. Of, so you're exactly right. So if it's a shorter-term loan, then you know that real estate doesn't change overnight. Uh, prices yeah. don't uh, go up or go down significantly overnight. It takes time. So the market correction we had back in 2008. It took a two or three years before uh, it hit the bottom. Um, so, fact is, uh, on top of that, is we make shorter-term loans. Uh, in particular, we choose uh, tend to choose shorter-term loans uh, for the fund. Okay, and also, I guess you'll also won't get hit hard with interest rate risk either, because you know if interest rates start going up, uh, then when the loans mature, you'll put that money back out at higher rates. Correct. Correct. Okay, yeah. and. If I understand it correctly, you get either a first or second deed of trust. It's secured by the house, let's say, so that if anything goes wrong, you can foreclose on the house. That's where the security comes in. Correct. Worst case scenario, unfortunately, that's been rare. Okay. Um, I remember Mark telling us a couple times, though, that there was uh, a foreclosure in uh, that it happened, but the fund actually benefited because uh, they are turning it around and selling it for a little bit of a profit. Yeah, the fund will benefit. It hasn't uh, completely gone through the process, but um, there's enough equity in there when the uh, property does sell. Uh, There were also some improvements done, so the, the value of the property will go up uh, and when when we sell it, there will be a profit for the fund. Okay. So. Yeah, and I remember uh, also Mark Mark telling us, when I say I remember Mark, for those of you who don't remember, Mark Honf is our uh, regular co-host. Uh, he's doing a little traveling right now. So Nam Fan from uh, Pacific Private Money is kind of filling in for him, but he, he knows all the, the same information. Um, it, the fact is when you do a loan uh, uh, that for someone who wants to improve their property, you're doing 70% of the acquisition price. So as the uh, client, as the borrower puts money into the property, they're increasing the value, which is making you less loan to value, making you more even more conservative. Correct. Right. So when we're making the loan, we we typically only always look at the acquisition price. Okay. Yeah. Not, not the, the improved it, value. The improved value. Yeah. Right. I know there's some lenders out there that are doing based on ARV, uh, uh, after repair value, and I mean that could be kind of anybody's guess right. on that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, so, w- with the rates of return right now, if interest rates go up, uh, what do you think will happen with the yield on the fund? You know, over time, it should go up as well. Okay. So there's, you know, there's always a, a little bit of latency period. The cost of capital, uh, if interest rates go up, will will go up. You yeah. know, conventional lenders will charge more. Mm-hmm. Um, over time, that will impact us to the positive. You know, positive, well, okay. for, our, for our shareholders, borrowers yeah. are going to be paying a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> interest rates will go up. So, um, but it'll be market-driven. Okay. Very good. I can tell you what. We're going to go to our first commercial break here. We're talking about famous lines in the movies. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the movie Wall Street, which actor utters the line that greed is good? All right. The uh, first caller with the correct answer is going to win that free tanning certificate. Call 888-912-1190 to answer this question. In the movie Wall Street, which actor utters the line that greed is good? All right. That's our uh, trivia question. Again, uh, 888-912-1190. Be the first one to call, and you'll win that free five-pack tanning certificate, which you can use for any of the tanning services they have. So it's actually a very valuable 
um, prize that we're giving away. Don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special co-host, Nom Fan of Pacific Private Money. First trivia question was, in the movie Wall Street, which actor utters the line that greed is good? Michael Douglas. Yes. What was the name of his character? Do you remember? Gecko. Gordon Gordon Gecko. Gordon Gecko. Very good. (laughs) All right. Uh, I want to make a quick mention here for the Transcendence Theater's award-winning concert series, Broadway Under the Stars returns to Sonoma Valley this summer. Now, I went to their uh, concert at the Civic Center in Marin, and it was phenomenal. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to going to this one, too. Experience world-class wine and picnicking alongside sprawling vineyards all summer long, beginning June 16th, which was yesterday. Uh, You'll see top talent fill the stage in the open-air ruins of the Jack London State Historic Park in beautiful wine country. Enjoy uh, numbers from... Uh, lots of lots of very varying numbers they have, you know, from Wicked, Mamma Mia, Book of Mormon. Uh, check them out at bestnightever.org. That's an easy one to remember. Sounds like a great summer event. Uh, it really, it sounds awesome. I'm uh, planning on going to it myself. Nice. Okay, so uh, what kind of loans do uh, are provided by Pacific Private Money um, Fund for uh, borrowers? Yeah, so... You know, this is a term that uh, Mark uses a lot, so I'll echo it. You know, a lot of the loans that we make, when people think of hard money, they, they think you're the lender of last resort. And that, that might have been the case 10 or 15 years ago. Um, but if you can classify the loans we make now, they're more ones where there's transactional distress. Uh, and that's a term we use often. It's not necessarily borrower distress. For some so reason, what's the difference? Uh, transactional distress means that there's there somebody's making a purchase on a home or uh, purchasing it for investment or to live in, and then there's a glitch that occurs in the transaction. It's not necessarily the borrower's fault. It's not necessarily their credit history, uh, although sometimes those are the cases. Okay. But uh, an example would be they they have a home that's on the market that they currently live in. They want to use the proceeds from that home to purchase. Uh, the home that they're moving into, whether they're moving up or moving down. Um, And because of the timing, uh, they can't close on time on their sale of their home to use those proceeds. That's transactional distress. Okay, so they might have an 800 FICO score, but they still can't control that side of the equation. Right, and the reason why they come to us is banks won't make a loan, uh, one loan covering two properties, where we will. Um, We'll get paid off, and the borrower will pay us off when they sell their home. But in the meantime, they want to close on that home that they're moving into, um, and they need to do it because their escrow or their deposit might be in jeopardy, that's when oftentimes the realtor calls us or the mortgage broker, not the borrower themselves. Yeah. So a lot of our referral sources, a lot of our business comes from the real estate community. Okay. Uh, so a lot of these loans are ones where, again, it's uh, the transaction itself is having a problem, not the borrower. Um is that I'm trying to think of here? Uh, you also do commercial property. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. What I was going to ask: Is the you know when you when you think of private lending, there aren't too many companies that can do personal residences. How do you guys? How can you do that? Correct. So it's called consumer owner occupied uh, loans, where the borrower is borrowing the funds for a property that they're intending to live in. Um, it's much more highly regulated. Business purpose okay. loans or non owner occupied okay. are under different regulatory. 
requirements. Mm -hmm. uh, consumer uh, fall under a lot of the banking guidelines, so mm -hmm. TRID, uh, RUSPA, uh, other guidelines. We have the team to do it, and we also have the compliance component. Gotcha. So we, we've gone through the legal process of being able to, to make those types of loans. Uh, it's a lot more work. It's a lot more resource intensive, yeah. uh, both from a personnel standpoint and from a disclosure standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, but we've invested the uh, the time and money to do that. So okay. we're one of the few in California who will make those loans. So mortgage brokers love us because we're sort of plan B for them, uh, realtors as well, when plan A, that conventional loan, isn't available for typically for short term. For that borrower. Yeah, because they would uh, potentially lose the transaction completely. And then this way you guys can come into the rescue and then later on they can uh, cash you out. Yeah. Absolutely. And do, do you guys charge uh, prepayment penalties if no. they pay off early? It's no prepayment, uh, okay. prepayment penalty. Uh, it's typically the loan is a bridge loan, uh, a lot of the shorter term okay. loans we make. And uh, actually, the mortgage broker oftentimes looks like a hero because they're finding a solution for a borrower, even though it's not within their organization. Mm -hmm. uh, the mortgage broker will benefit, though, for that refinance uh, when that borrower is able to to pay us off. So you're actually not in competition with the banks or the mortgage brokers. It sounds like you're actually a kind of conduit in a way. You, you actually work well with them. Correct. Correct. Okay. So we sort of um, are babysitting that, bar that borrower while they're in our loan, and then we hand yeah. them back to that client, to that uh, mortgage broker. Okay. Uh, getting back to the fund for a minute, because um, I would say we, we happened to get an, an email here from someone who had heard us on the radio and said, you know, I'm thinking about potentially investing a lot, a lot in your fund. Well, that's good news. Uh, but I want to start off small, kind of like test the waters, so to mm -hmm. speak. Uh, can I do that? So can they can they start off small and then add later? Absolutely. So typically, an investor who has just heard about us is is starting out with the minimum. So the minimum requirement for investing in our fund is fifty thousand. Okay. Uh, another requirement is because we're a Reg D fund, investors need, need do need to be accredited. So which is a million dollar net worth. Uh, okay. Outside of their primary residence. Okay. Uh, but otherwise, they can start. They mostly do start out at 50000 In fact, we have a great story. Uh, this past week, we had an investor who uh, had originally invested with us about uh, eight, nine months ago. All right. Started with 50000 and then added a little bit more before the end of the year, and then came to us uh, this past week and uh, added uh, well over a million dollars as their next tranche. Wait, hold on. They started off with 50000 added a little more, and then they just added another million dollars? Yep, that's <laughs> probably the. I'd say that's uh, testing the water quite a bit, <laughs> right? You know, and it's somebody who we who had actually reached out to us uh, about a year and a half ago, and uh, was was following our company and our you know and and the growth of the fund. That's when they made the plunge about six or about a year after they had first engaged with us. Okay, so they sounded like they did a, a fair amount of due diligence on you, and then for for them, fifty thousand probably was not a huge amount because they got a million dollars. And so they tested the waters. You guys proved yourself enough to where they added an extra million dollars. Correct. Wow. And, that, and honestly, that's pretty common. Most people who engage with us uh, after that first conversation or meeting or they attend an event, they probably won't make a decision for three, four months, sometimes longer, yeah. which is fine. I mean, we want, make to pe we want people to make the decision on their terms. Gotcha. So, so that uh, they're not uh, staying up late at night uh, going, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. We totally understand. Well, I was actually one of the first investors in the fund. So I've been in there since 2013, I think it is. 
Yep. And uh, distributions come. They used to come quarterly, and and uh, Mark recently changed it, so now we actually get distributions every month. Yeah, and the Love great, those checks. Yep. And then something you mentioned in the earlier segment where. Uh, the return for this past month was closer to 8%. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw a slight drop, I guess, from last year from 8% down to seven and three quarters, and now it's back, back up, up. going up. Okay, we'll, t- we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, in just a minute. Uh, second trivia question, commercial break. In what movie does Marlon Brando say his famous, I could have been a contender? Call 888-912-1190. Be the first one to call, and uh, with the correct answer, you're going to win the uh, Tan Bella certificate. So again, Marlon Brando said, I could have been a contender in what movie? Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing again. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Nom Fan of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question. In what movie does Marlon Brando say his famous, I could have been a contender? <laughs> I'm so bad at these, but uh, is it A Streetcar Named Desire? No, that's the one where he goes, uh, Stella! Oh. But, but because he said the same thing, wait, wait, like this, that's the same thing. Um, uh, on the Waterfront. So you probably heard the name, but it's like unless you see the movie, which I never I seen, would have guessed that. Never guessed that. Okay, <laughs> uh, so I want to make a, another special mention here. Also, for uh, if you're thinking of a wedding venue or family reunion, check out the San Francisco Theological Seminary in San Anselmo. They have a beautiful two-story, completely remodeled Victorian home, which features six spacious bedrooms and three full baths. Uh, they can accommodate up to 14 guests in the various beds or 50 people for a reception. So, you know, not too large, but kind of an intimate place. And they'll provide you a memorable event you won't soon forget. Call 415-451-2836 or go to www.seminaryevents.com. All right. So, Nam, um, we've been talking about the Pacific Private Money Fund. I uh, wanted to ask you about deal flow. How do you get your deals? Great question. You know, we talked about in an earlier segment how we're plan B for a lot of mortgage brokerages and uh, loan officers and realtors as well. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's we can't tell our story fast enough. Um, we also talked about the fact that we're one of the few private lenders who will do consumer owner OC loans. Okay. That's really what a lot of mortgage brokerages do all day long. So whenever they have transactional distress and and they can't come through, sometimes at the 11th hour, or somebody who won't qualify for the loan, they come to us. Um, So we go to to, uh, real estate events. We go to real estate offices, mortgage companies, and we let them know what we do. Okay. So, so far, um, you know, we've talked about, we started talking about the fund and how you're providing uh, the investor clients with uh, returns of around seven and a half to eight percent. Uh, and how to, if people wanted to get more information, um, do you guys have any seminars, webinars? Uh, where's your office located? Yeah, great question. So we're in Novato. Um, we have both webinars, so online events for people who can't make the drive to Novato. And then we have live events at our office, typically once a quarter for each. Uh, in fact, our next event is Wednesday, June 28th. This one will be a webinar, so you can okay. go online and learn about the fund. Um, to and. To register for it, call into the office. Call 415-883-2150, or you can go to our website, which is www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Okay. And you can register, go online. It's from 5 to 6 p.m. on June 28th. Talk about the fund, talk about the performance and the history of it. 
a great way to learn about the fund. You can actually type in questions, and we'll try to answer all the questions live on the spot. Okay. Well, that's I like that. Uh, and we we're kind of bouncing between uh, talking about the fund from an investor standpoint and then also the borrowers. Um, getting back to the borrower part for a minute, do you put them through the same kind of ringer that a bank typically does? Um, you know, we qualify them in a way, yes, um, but it's more for the exit. So transactional distress, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to interpret what that means. Okay. And um, we have a team who all have banking experience, conventional yeah. lending experience. But at the end of the day, our business is about making a judgment call, subjective. Okay. We're not algorithm-driven, we're story-driven. So we... we follow some general banking guidelines, but there's our business exists because we can make judgment calls to say, does this borrower or this scenario make sense? So in other words, so, so if someone had, let's say, only a 620 FICO score... We wouldn't rule them out. Wouldn't rule them out, okay, because right. potentially their, their transaction might make sense. Correct, correct, and, yeah. and the circumstances may, may uh, you know, qualify them for our loan. Now, we do underwrite uh, to a certain degree... Uh, along conventional banking guidelines because we're looking for that exit. So we're not uh, underwriting to bank standards for our, for their loan today, but we may say, you know what, in, in 12 months or 24 months, does this person have a portfolio that will fit a conventional lender? So that you can get cashed out. So we can get out and, and the borrower, we don't want the borrower in a high cost loan for forever. Um, yeah, that's not, not our business. Them. It's not good for them either. <laughs> correct, correct. And our, you know, we're, we're, again, we don't compete with banks, and and but we want to send that borrower back to whoever sent us that borrower in the first place. You know, it's interesting. I'm thinking about from a risk standpoint that if I'm the bank, I would much rather make a loan to a situation where you said like a, a distressed uh, transaction rather than a distressed borrower because I, I mean, I'm just or I guess here here's what I'm getting at. I would much rather lend to somebody who's got a lot of equity in their property and has a 650 or 620 FICO because they um, you know, had a medical situation or they got divorced or whatever the situation where their, their credit got dinged mm-hmm. um, versus somebody who just says, oh, here, you know, I got an 800 FICO score, so lend to me, uh, but I need you know, 90% financing. You know, people lose jobs, they get divorced, they have health issues, um, they forget to pay their payment. You know, I mean, there's reasons why uh, FICO scores can go down. And yet, you know, again, I, I would much rather lend to somebody with a 60% loan to value than 90% loan to value and, right. and kind of ignore his credit score. You know, in the way you will hear this around our office, um, oftentimes, whether it's Mark uh, or Rick, who's our lead underwriter, you know, decades ago, um, there were no FICO scores. It yeah, was sure. you know it was about who you knew. It was about sort of community banking. Hmm. Um, so we're more like banking was you know forty or fifty years ago, where where it's really about the story. Kind of think about uh, George Bailey of uh, yes, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, and so we're the George Baileys of the world, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know it's fun, and every every scenario is different, and oftentimes you know we're we're really happy to help that borrower out. Yeah, uh, and and you know again they'll they'll hopefully qualify for a conventional loan down the line. And I would think that you probably get some repeat borrowers, don't you? We do. We do. We have some borrowers who use private money for investment purposes to acquire properties that um, they can't acquire because 
they have too many investment properties, so so a conventional bank won't make a loan to them, uh, okay. or they don't have the the uh, the funds necessary speed. or speed or it's, speed is kind of a main thing, yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing is, you know, if you you can get a fantastic deal on a property, but if you only have two or three weeks to close, uh, there aren't too many banks that can get appraisals done and all their paperwork done in time, and. The scary thing with the banks a lot of times, I'm not trying to downplay de- banks per se, but the scary thing is that, you know, how many times will a bank say, sure, we'll get this done in time, but something happens and they can't. And you can't just necessarily go to your seller and say, sorry, the bank took too long. I mean, the seller says, forget you. I'm at, We're out of contract. Correct. And a lot of investor buyers typically, they won't even look at conventional banks you know, for, for those types of scenarios. Yeah, because it's better to just pay you guys a little bit higher interest rate, get the deal done, and they can always cash you out later. Exactly. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, is there any, if I'm an investor in the fund, um, is there is a minimum that I have to stay in? Yes, there's a one-year lockup. Okay, and well, actually, that's, that's the that's lowest. Not, uh, that's the lowest minimum. By regulation, it has to be at least twelve months. Yeah, that's not that's not so bad. I mean, how many people want to invest and take the money out in a year anyway? Yeah, we tell them if your if your plan isn't to uh, keep your money invested for a year, you shouldn't invest. Gotcha. At least with us. Okay. I mean, I know there is a prepayment pe- or an early withdrawal penalty if they need it, but still, who, who most people keep it in longer. Correct. Okay. Uh, third trivia question: In what movie does Alan say, "I'm not supposed to be within two hundred feet of a school"? Or a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. And that one's not like super old, like on the waterfront. It's a little bit uh, sooner mm. in time. Okay, don't touch that dial. The best in investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Fan. All right. Third trivia question. In what movie does Alan say, I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a school or a Chuck E. Cheese? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie, whatever it is. The Hangover. (laughs) Part one, I guess. (laughs) All right. So uh, can you give us some examples? uh, Any deals of the week? Yeah. You know, um, deals of the week. So... A lot of the deals we do are your typical private money deals, the ones that we talked about earlier that go in the fund. Um, but I want to cover a couple of deals that um, that aren't typically fund-worthy, but ones that come across our desk and ones that, that could make sense for us. Right. Um, so we're actually looking at a deal right now where we have a, a gentleman who actually owns two food trucks. So he has food trucks that are deployed throughout the North Bay, and he wants to open a um, brick-and-mortar restaurant. So good for him. He's expanding his enterprise. Um, and um, he – so he – bank's not necessarily going to look at this scenario. Um, okay. You know, restaurants can be can be tough business. Sure. Especially taking, moving ones. <laughs> yeah, moving restaurants. Yeah. But also the other thing, too, is somebody who succeeds at a mobile restaurant may not necessarily succeed at a, at a brick know, and station mortar one, brick yeah. and mortar, yeah. but – um, this person has experience. They're taking over a business that uh, a restaurant that had been closed. Um, they okay. also have collateral. They have a, a a rental property that they're going to sell. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> there. The story makes sense for us. Yeah. Um, and the reason for me bringing it up isn't that hey, this is one that necessarily is fund worthy, a fund worthy yeah. loan. But um, for people who are listening, whether you're a real estate broker or mortgage broker, or you're in the industry, if you have a scenario like this, contact us. 
um, because oftentimes we can solve the problem. Again, they're looking to purchase this restaurant. They need the funds quickly. We have the collateral in the uh, or or we have the story makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's one we can. Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you bring up that kind of story because a lot of times banks won't care about what other collateral you have. They just don't like the idea of what you're doing with the money. Mm-hmm. And the as I understand what I understand about banks, they don't like the idea of having to even file a notice of default because then they have to change the rules with the uh, with the reserves and all that. So a, a loan can cost them a lot of money even if it's not in danger of actually them losing money on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. do a $200,000 loan on a property that's worth a million and that sounds really safe but if the 200000 was used, let's say, to buy a restaurant and the person failed, now they may have an issue where the person can't pay that 200000 and now the bank has to start filing foreclosure. They don't want to do that right. because then now the, bank, the the Fed say, well, now you've got a problem loan and now you've got to put extra reserves aside, which means they can't lend that money out. So a $200,000 problem might cost them four or 500000 let's say, right. in, in problems it's not worth it to them. So they don't want to go into a loan where they are having a a high success that it may go bad. Mm -hmm. However, with Pacific private money on a deal like that, of course you don't want the guy to fail, but for a property that's worth a million where you've got a $200,000 first, I'm just giving an example, $200,000 first mortgage, either you're going to make a lot of money if you foreclose on it or the borrower will find some other lender to cash you out. Right. Right. And in this case, his rental property is on the market. So oh, he's okay. going to have the income to to pay us off as soon as he sells his And property. that's the other reason why banks won't want to look at that because they don't charge enough points up front and it's not worth their brain damage to do a loan that's going to get paid back in 30 days or 60 days. But you guys do charge points. We do. You do. Okay. Typically two to three points. Okay. So that makes it worthwhile that even if someone borrows the money and pays you back in a week, I mean, that's actually, you make a great rate of return because of the points you charge. Yeah. And for the the loans that we have in the fund, um, we want that. We, we're okay with higher turnover of capital with loans paying for, off. For that reason, because you keep charging points on that. Exactly. So how, how is the structure of the fund? Um, you know, people invest in the fund, uh, the mark is the president he pretty much decides where the which loans are going to come due or i mean where they're going to get deployed um how are his interests aligned with the investors great question um well first of all the investors get a preferred return okay um seven percent that's what they're uh, per our you know private placement memorandum that's what they get and then they earn 50 percent of the what's called EDC, the excess distributable cash or profit. And that's where the alignment comes in. Because if the if the fund profits on on um, anything over that 7%, the investors get half. Okay. And I remember Mark in the past has said that he also splits points with the fund, which is really good because then that doesn't give an incentive for him to you know charge a low rate of rate, to rate, right. rate of interest and charge a whole bunch of points and keep all the points himself. Right. In that calculation for the profit are points and uh, dock and processing fees too. Okay. So it's almost like a 50-50 split in a way, it's totally that, but he is saying, but the first 7%, you got to make sure that the investors get. Correct. Okay. 
So, yeah. there's a, that, that's a good incentive. Um, and I've known Mark now for, gosh, six, no, seven, seven years now. And uh, I've, I've just been very happy with, uh, with his integrity. Yeah. Good, good person. Okay. Uh, what are, any other uh, examples you want to give us? You know, we uh, have a gas station, actually scenario where okay. typically we we wouldn't look at a gas station they're just very can be very difficult loans to to make and a lot of people don't but this person was approved by um small business uh, for a small SBA? business loan sba okay. loan um but he waited too long and huh. needed to close and came to us and and um we're looking at the file the sba lender we've talked to and said you know he could have avoided this whole thing had he not um finished the process sooner with us. Yeah. Now he's in a crunch again. Goes back to transactional distress, and gotcha. once this deal f- closes, if if we decide to fund it, the SBA lender said, "I will um, refinance them as soon as possible." Wow. So okay, so you could, yeah, there there's the exit strategy there because I know like I mean we did a transaction once with the SBA. Now ours took an inordinate amount of time. It took us eighteen months to close it. Usually they only take about three to four months. But again, you're dealing with bureaucracy, and there's so much paperwork right. with the SBA. So they're when you can get your loan with them, they're great. But it's getting to that point. So it sounds like this guy had an opportunity to buy a gas station at a reasonable price, um, and he was trying to get SBA financing. But because he delayed in the time, now he's at that crunch. So Pacific Private Money may potentially lend him the money to buy it with the SBA coming in behind. Do you, can you get any um, letters from the SBA stating that? Saying that? Yeah, you know, I would talk to our underwriters, but probably we have some sort of um, you know confidence that the exit is is a solid exit yeah. with that SBA lender. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't do the loan. And again, these are two. You know, um, yeah, but you're exceptions. not. Gonna, but you're not going to. I mean, SBA. I mean, they do ninety percent financing. You guys aren't doing ninety percent based on no. Okay, no. so it, it fits within our general guidelines, like like the seventy percent correct of, type of thing. Okay, yeah. So so this guy's come up with extra money now that he wouldn't have had to had he gotten the SBA to begin right, with. Right. So gotcha. you know, some cautionary tales of the, in in part uh, for the borrower. It's like you, you need to do this quickly if you're going to yeah. get a loan, but also. Um, just for others, these are some of the types of loans we see. Now, they're more exceptions rather than the rules, and they wouldn't be necessarily fund-worthy type loans. Um, but um, point of it is that private money can can solve a lot of solutions, yeah. Yeah, solve a lot of problems. Excuse me. So uh, give out your information again for people who either need to borrow money mm-hmm. quickly, yep. uh, don't have enough time to go to the bank, or people who are sitting with money who want to earn seven and a half to eight percent interest secured by these mortgages yep same uh phone number same website so uh phone number 415-883-2150 and website www.pacificprivatemoney.com and can they talk to you directly they can um yep ask for me they'll um or we can connect them with rick our underwriter if they're borrowing okay so if they're borrowing they can talk to rick if they want to invest they can talk to nom fan yep okay all right uh We are going to come back with some closing comments here on uh, the best of investing, so don't touch that dial. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fan of Pacific Private Money. Uh, in our last five minutes, what do you want to cover there, my friend? 
Well, you know, I just want to reiterate what I uh, mentioned earlier that we have uh, quarterly fund events um, online, and then also uh, quarterly we have uh, events at our office in downtown Novato on Grant Avenue. Uh, next fund event is a fund webinar, so that's the online event, and that's June 28th from 5 to 6 p.m. You can register um, with us uh, through our website, which is pacificprivatemoney.com, or you can call into the office and we'll register you to attend. Okay. Uh, the furthest we, uh, participant we had so far was from Florida. Wow. So, yeah, we started because we had... they found you. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, a lot of people find us online, though. When people type in uh, private money, okay. then we come up to the top. But furthest away was Florida. Next clo- uh, furthest away was Michigan. So it's great. We're reaching mm-hmm. out to people outside of... Uh, outside of California, so you can you can uh, allow investors outside of California to invest. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. We only lend in California, but in, from an investment standpoint, you can be out of state, not okay. a problem. Um, another thing I'd like to emphasize is uh, again, we always talk about uh, our referral sources being mortgage brokers and realtors. Uh, always happy to do presentations to their offices. We have a refer and recapture program. It's a program for mortgage brokers to be able to. They send us a borrower. And we're able to, uh, you know, provide a loan to them, even if we're not. We always send that borrower back for hopefully the refinance. Yeah. So we have a program in place, very successful. We always stay on top and and take care of whoever sends us a business. Well, it's, it's back to the old, uh, it's who you know with regard to the story, and uh, you know, keep keep good relationships. Yep. Yep. We're we're very fast. Uh, we always say yes or no quickly with our referral sources. If we can't do the loan, hopefully we can find somebody who can. But we don't want to waste anyone's time either. What's the typical time frame that you fund a loan? You know, it depends. Um, it can be as short as a week. Don't want to overpromise yeah. that, though, and, yeah. and say you know in a week. Um, but typically, give us a couple of weeks. Certainly, the more time, uh, the better. But oftentimes, we're contacted at the eleventh hour, so yeah. sometimes people can't help can't help but come to us because conventional financing fell through at the eleventh hour. They can't help but come to us and need funding quickly. But that's what private money generally is. It's it's fast speed. Yeah, I mean a week is pretty short. Very short. Yeah, and and you know the banks have to get independent appraisals. But if there's an appraisal that's already in existence, I mean, do you have those regulations, or can you accept uh, someone else's appraisal? We can accept someone else's appraisal. Okay. Yeah. That's we don't do always do appraisals. Sometimes we'll do. It's called a BPO, which is a broker price opinion. Okay. Which I got to think is costs less than an appraisal. It's cost less, and oftentimes you can have those uh, done quickly, in less mm-hmm. time. So sometimes, uh, if, if it's in your own backyard, you might not even need that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Our our focus and the majority of our loans are in California or in the immediate Bay Area. Okay. We've done twelve hundred plus loans throughout the Bay Area, so at this point, we know our market really well. Uh, what what's the default rate? Boy, less than less than one percent. Okay, so, so really of, of the twelve hundred loans, less than twelve have uh, have defaulted. Yeah, or have gone into some sort of foreclosure proceedings. Okay. Probably less than half a dozen. In that okay. case, we probably no, you know filed a notice default on on a couple dozen, but actually turning into a full blown foreclosure, it's a very low number. Okay, so somehow these people didn't want to lose their property, these borrowers, and they figured out a way to pay you. Yeah, so you know, upfront um, with solid underwriting. Uh, downstream, it leads to fewer issues, fewer and foreclosure. Do, do, and I assume you work with your borrowers because you guys are not loan-to-own guys? No, we're not. So we'll try to work it out with the borrower as as a first pass. Okay. Sounds good. So Nam Fan uh, of Pacific Private Money, thank you again for being our guest. Give out your information one more time. Sure. Phone number is 415-883-2150. 
website is www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Very good. Here's our thoughts for the day. America's first nudist organization was founded in 1929 by three men. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'll pass. And uh, Charles Lindbergh took only four sandwiches with him on his famous transatlantic flight. I don't know how he did it because I need more than that going from SFO to LAX. (laughs) All right. uh, Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. Why? Because we're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.